are listening to the Replant Wife podcast, a refuge for the Replant Wife to be equipped and encouraged for the work God has called her to do. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We're your hosts, Audrea Stewart, Barb Bickford, and Darlene Dreyer. Okay, ladies, we are back. Replant Wife Podcast 2024. Here we go. We just came out of the holidays. Everybody take a deep breath. How was it? Well, we had a pretty quiet holiday. Like Christmas for us was very different than it's been. Um, Yeah, your empty nest. Was it your first empty nest? No, not our first. Well, yes and no. We've been in empty nesters for a while. And um, our youngest did come home, but she didn't come till New Year's Eve. And so um, Christmas was pretty chill. It was just me and Bob and the dogs. And um, here in Nashville, our first Christmas in Nashville, we were going to go see family, but those, for various reasons, those plans didn't work out. So we did not get to see my family. We have not gotten to see Bob's mom. And so um, just pretty chill. Um, But after Christmas, we got the best gift ever. Oh, please Um, tell. Yes. Our second granddaughter was born, little Annie Lorraine, on December 28th. That is the cutest name ever. I'm telling you, she's the cutest ever. She's so precious. And I was really blessed. Um, My daughter invited me to be in the delivery room with her. And I'm telling you, it was the most amazing thing. So I was overjoyed with that. So. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions running through my mind, but we'll leave it at that. That's exciting. I'm (laughs) glad it was a joy. It would have been a joy for me too. I just like, you know, you, we all have our own birth stories, right? So when you hear of somebody else's birth story, you're like, tell me everything. Tell me step-by-step, walk me through it. Okay. Well, we'll leave that to her to tell her own story. Right. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you had a very different, um, holiday. Let's see. For me, it was very status quo. You know, you start in January, the church cookie exchange, we have the orchestra, the cantatas. Um, I'm sorry, orchestra. We do not have an orchestra. We have more of like, you know, a drum set and a guitar. I don't know how that word came out. Um, started in December for you. Yes. The, did I say December? Did I, what month? You said January. January, But I, oh my gosh. Okay. It's okay. We're tracking. January. Here we go. (laughs) So in December, we had um, all of our holiday events back to back, um, which was exciting. We live in Key West, Florida. So I don't know if anybody else has like the, you have to really, really strive to make it feel like Christmas or make it feel like winter because it's 95 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. So like, there's like this extra push, like we're going to eat off of Christmas China for the whole month. And we are going to string lights and we, we may, (laughs) Lights in uh, Key West, Florida are very unique. Think of like a tropical place. There's lights, there's no snow, it's hot. We're all wearing tank tops, flip flops, riding bikes around that are like, you know, we string our own lights on bicycles and it's just a very, very different and unique thing. But I'll tell you what was really exciting this year. We have like a a parade float that we turn into like a hayride kind of thing and we pull through the neighborhoods to give like, (sighs) lighted tours um and we look at lights and we play christmas music it's it's That's very fun. caribbean and um yes yeah, so my husband drives his red truck i like manage the people on the float or whatever anyways there was this house that was blowing fake snow on people 
Yes. It was, for kids it. that have never seen snow, for adults that it was epic. So Aww. kudos to the man who stood on his corner and blew fake snow on people <laughs> that were driving by to look at yes. lights. You get the prize for making the kids in Key West feel like it was Christmas. So Very that was magical. super exciting. Yeah, magical. That's a great word. Yeah. Magical. So we went from that. Um, then our uh, music director got married three days after Christmas oh, in Boca. So we had like a, a to drive up there for that. Um, so that was fun. I don't know if any of you all ladies, um, pastor's wives who are also like wedding planners, like just for yep. the sanctuary part, you know, so like mm-hmm. your husband runs the front of the house and you run the back of the house during the wedding. So that was, that was fun. That was, we had two weddings back to back. So that was exciting. Um, but it was beautiful. Like getting married mm. in the, I don't know, the church decorated like Christmas. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. No, we beautiful. used to joke that we were like a wedding in a box, especially when the kids were little, cause they didn't know it being like the flower girl and the ring bearers and you know, I can sing, yep, so yep. singing. And then there was one wedding. We were everything like wedding coordinator. I was like, this is a lot. I think at one point Maggie sneezed and I like came behind a bush and grabbed the snot off of her nose. So it would be a cute picture for the photographer. And I, I distinctly remember thinking like, I have got a gold star in my crown for this moment. And then I ran back and pushed the sound button. I was like, wow, I don't know if this is going to be worth a hundred bucks that we're getting, but I sure do love these people. <laughs> Yay. Oh yeah. my goodness. That is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah so, so we had Sophie who was a flower girl Yeah. and this bride was very organized and she picked out the flower girl dresses like six, seven months ago. Well, mm-hmm. when you're 10, you grow oh. a lot. And I had a re- I remade the dress twice to fit her. So anyways, that was also fun. Um, things, things that we do. I, I don't know. I, it was just really, really super fun. Um, and then we went on a two week like cross country venture, which I think Audrea, you did too. We did. Um, yeah. And I, I got back Saturday night. We did church Sunday and here we are recording. So fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my Christmas was, it was good. It was busy. Um, I think it was, it was a different Christmas kind of like, you know, you were saying Barb, this was not like my typical one. Um, there mm-hmm. were definitely some, you know, normal things like you were saying, Darlene. So we started off December um, with a new, um, extracurricular experience. All three of my kids were in a Christmas show that lasted two weeks. So that ate up the first two weeks, which was amazing. And I, you know, we had lots of family come in and to watch them. It was magical, honestly. Okay. Just for our listeners, everybody needs to know that the stewards are very theatrical and like (laughs) professional. Like when she, this is not like your neighborhood theater. This is like, could be on Broadway stuff. They are fantastic. Well, when you have two parents who were theater majors, Jim and I both had our um, degrees in theater. So I was thrilled when not just one, but all three of mine um, were interested in theater. And so I'm a little bit, a lot of a stage mom, you know, you have like sports moms. My kids have literally played, you know, church sports, you know, forever. Um, And I'm like, oh yeah, you got a touchdown. Cool. And I'm looking back at my phone. Now I'm like, no, you're on stage. Do that line better. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's it's a problem, but um, we had a great (laughs) time, but then we had to literally squeeze everything in. I felt like um, to the rest of the time, because we also took a cross country. We had all of our ministry responsibilities, of course. Um, But then we had a two week cross country. I think we found uh, very blessed to be able to go see family. That was wonderful. Um, but then also very hard because it was a four state tour. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, it was good. So when I got back, um, y'all, I was so tired and I was thinking, 
man, I just kind of feel like I need a holiday from my holiday. Um, Cause I hadn't really gotten to spend that much time in my own house with my own, you know, twinkling Christmas tree. So I sat mm-hmm. down and then um, ended up with a cold sinus infection that turned into bronchitis. So it's just been kind of a sick and tired January already. And so I got me to thinking too, um, sometimes, you know, coming out of the most wonderful time of the year month, it can kind of lead into January, um, where you, you know, kind of have those post holiday letdown, which if you're mm-hmm. not careful, can honestly lead into the post holiday blues. And I remember, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you guys about this phenomenon It's called the, the January blues. Um, yeah. it's actually led to, um, what one, um, researcher, which it's kind of really been debunked. Um, but supposedly the third Monday in January is known as blue Monday, because at this point you're broke, especially if you're like an educator, teacher. My mom was a teacher, um, for over 30 years. Um, and you don't get paid a lot in, uh, especially in January cause you've gotten extra checks in December. Um, so you may be, you know, kind of in a lean time financially, especially, possibly of having to spend money, um, over the holidays of travel, of gifts, um, those, uh, uh, let's see, new year's resolutions. You're like, yeah, I'm going to totally change everything right now. And you're two weeks in, you're like, that's probably not happening. It's a little bit colder outside. The days are shorter. It's, it's a little darker and you can just kind of wake up one day and just find yourself just feeling in a funk. Right. So I never, I mentioned this to you guys the other day other, uh, a few weeks ago, you guys were kind of surprised to hear about the January blues. Cause you guys have some pretty cool things happening in January, right? Oh yeah. I got, I got married. I just had my yeah. 20th wedding anniversary. What? 20. I know. Congratulations. We'll, yeah, We'll be 20th in July. So that's cool. Yeah. And Barb, you got birthdays in January. Is that right? Or no, no. Oh, okay. January is kind of a quiet month for us. So oh, I had my okay. first well, baby in January. I was going to say we do have like, um, I, as I mentioned before, our youngest did and her boyfriend came and visit us over New Year's. And then coming up, um, usually we don't see my son and his family in December, but we get to see them. It's kind of become a little bit of a tradition for us to see them over the MLK weekend. Mm-hmm. So I am totally debunking that third Monday blues because it's going to be a great day for me. I'm going to exactly. be with more grandkids. And um, so, yeah, this Friday I am headed to... Texas to be with my Texas kids and grandkids, um, and then to Oklahoma to be with wow. the new baby again. So, and that's, I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is like, this podcast doesn't mean that if we're talking about January blues or post holiday letdown, if you're not feeling that, that is awesome. Um, yeah. but if you, uh, it, there are potentially people in your congregation who might be feeling that. Um, and yeah. if you see that they're being a little bit more prickly or need a little bit more, you know, um, you know, attention, just kind of be on the lookout for that. But if it's you who is potentially feeling this, maybe you gave a little bit more um, this holiday season than you had um, prepared for. Maybe you're mm-hmm. tired. Maybe there's stuff going on in your church that just feels kind of gross and kind of heavy. And then coupled with all of this, um, what we just wanted to say today, it's okay to not be okay in January, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just not okay to stay there. Um, so we just wanted to talk about some practical right. things that we can do to beat the January blues in a Christ centered way. So, yeah. um, Barb, totally. um, we were, I, you know, we were, you and I and Dar- um, Darlene were looking over, um, this wonderful article by, uh, Car- coffee with Starla. 
And she mm-hmm. had some really great ideas for fighting seasonal depression as a Christian. She did. And um, I agree. I was happy to read it and be like, oh, yeah, these are things that I 100% agree with. And um, I think a lot of times in a replant and specifically as the pastor wife, we feel like we've got to have it all together. Everything has to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. Well, in the reality, that is, you know, not the case most of the time. And this time of year, like you said, can totally be um, a time where we're struggling um, I was actually having a conversation with my husband um, about this just a few days ago. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm totally feeling that. Um, you know, he goes, I felt like, you know, two or three days I was just feeling really, you know, bluesy, really kind of um, down. And um, so, yeah, I think it's totally something that we deal with and definitely some things our husbands can deal with as well. But here's some things that, you know, um, I agree with uh, the article that you mentioned Things that we can kind of do to help combat the combat the January blues in a way that honors God. Um, and first, of course, is to not neglect our time with God. I know a lot of times when we are feeling down, it's easy just to want to lay in bed or lay on the couch, not really do anything, scroll our phone, whatever. Um, but spending our time with God is um, something that can really um, bolster our um, how we feel and um and can be encouraging, obviously. Um, we hear a lot about self-care, and, and that's fine to a degree, but that focus on self-care is on self. And yes. if we spend time with God, um, our focus then is on Him. So spending time in His Word, spending time in prayer, then our focus is on Him, our focus is on our relationship with Him, and that is a lot more, um, maybe it's a little uh, more helpful, more easy more easy. Oh, so sorry about that. (laughs) Easier to be um, encouraged. Another thing. So, well, can I, I just want to jump on what you just said, which I think is phenomenal about, we don't want to neglect our time with God. And so many times in our grief and our sorrow, we can be in sin when we neglect the comfort from the Lord. So like being lazy about it can be sinful. Yeah. And so and that's a little more of a rough way to like address that when you're already like down on yourself already. But it should also encourage us and like legitimize or emphasize the importance of spending time with the Lord I in agree. our dark days. Yes, for sure. Right. I just wanted to add that in. I'm glad you did. Those are that's absolutely true. Um so these other things are kind of more um practical things, but in my opinion, they're definitely things that God has given us. And uh, let me just get to it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go for okay. it. So first go outside. I don't Love care where it. you live. I don't care if you live. I mean, I do care. It doesn't matter if you live in a cold state. Um, yeah. This is going to be easier for Audrey and Darlene because they have sunshine a lot more than some oh, of us. But it's hot. The hot is oppressive too. We have, right. we so have tons you... of reasons to not go outside. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So one way that we can really boost our mood and um, lift our blues is to go outside. Um, sitting by the window and reading a book is great, but you're not getting the sun on your skin And so going outside and feeling the sun on your face and your skin absorbs into your body and gives you that natural vitamin D that you absolutely need. It increases your immune system. It increases your mood, gives you lighter feelings. um, And it's just, it's a great, it's, it's the best thing. And even if it's cold people, and actually even if it's kind of overcast, 
The sun mm-hmm. is strong. Go outside. Um, yeah. You don't have to be out there a long time. But if you can be outside 30 minutes a day at minimum, then you're going to feel the benefits. Sometimes you can't go outside. Sometimes you do live in a place where maybe it's dangerous to go outside on a for whatever reason due to the weather. Um, or for some reason you can't. So you want to supplement with some vitamin D. Great. Make sure it's vitamin D3 and that you're coupling it with vitamin K because vitamin K helps your vitamin D be absorbed into your body um, better. Now, would you do that with two supplements or would you do that with natural diet at the K part? So the K, I personally, I have a, a liquid supplement that's a D3 plus K2 in one okay. supplement. I just drop oh, it under okay. my well, tongue every good. morning. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and if you're going to be outside, like for me, well, I don't know, in Nashville, it's oddly, it doesn't really snow here, but I've learned in the last couple of months that it rains instead. So boo for that. <laughs> so you don't get the pretty snow, but it's also gray a lot during this time of year, at least in my experience, which is very limited. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, That's okay. I got you off track. That's okay. No worries. But just just to say, if you do need to supplement, oh, I know what I was going to say. You don't have to do it daily. If you're going to be spending time outside in the sun, you don't need to supplement. You're going to get all you need from the sun. Don't you love how God created that? He made that happen. He's so good. Um, Okay. Next, gut health. Now, if you've known me for any amount of time at all, you've probably heard me talk about gut health. Um, Everything goes back to the gut. It really does. And I'm not just talking about ditch the dessert, although I am talking about that, but it's not just that. Um, If you, your gut health does obviously affect your physical health. So ditch your Mm -hmm. sugar, avoid the bad carbs, eat your high protein and your fruits and veggies, but um, it also affects your emotional state and your mental state. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, gut health, again, we're back to how did God create our bodies? He created it all to work together. And okay, um, can I just jump in here? Yeah. This is phenomenal. So normally, okay, so when we're talking about like the psyche, right? Like just good being in like a good mindset. Mm-hmm. Normally when Barb speaks about this, I'm like, she's so right. She's so right. I should do better. I should do better. And so normally that's my response. Today though, I'm listening to her and be like, that's me. I'm doing a great job. I had spinach this morning on my eggs. <laughs> Yeah, good for you. Thank you, Barb. <laughs> so my mental state of being is even better just because yeah. I did something for myself. Yeah. And I would so also Barb, add to you, just make sure you're drinking enough water. My kids, I think on my tombstone, are gonna, my kids on my tombstone will probably print, did you drink water? Um, because it can, yeah. I'm curious. They're like, I got a headache. I'm like, did you drink water? You know, I'm not feeling good. Yep. Did you drink water? I mean, because that's going to help you with your gut. It's going to help with your brain yep. fog. Um, yep. your energy levels. Um, yeah. And if you're and drinking it, water, if you're drinking water, you're not drinking a beverage that probably has a bunch of sugar right. and who knows what other kind of add in stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you're staying hydrated. And also too, it's so cold outside. Um, you're, you're not probably getting as much moisture sometimes. Um, I don't know if that's scientifically driven, but it sounds right to me. Right. There you go. So, but yeah, well, relative, hydrated. I think. Well, and so even like before you actually scientifically are feeling the effects of the spinach that you ate for breakfast this morning, Mm -hmm. um, mentally, I'm like, I did something good for myself. Yeah. So, you know, you're all works hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so here's another really fun thing oh, okay, that good. can help you with your January blues. Give it and to I us, Barb. also believe this is something that God gave us, and that is laughter. Let's Ooh. just laugh. Who doesn't love to laugh? Um, sometimes you may, when you're feeling blue, you were like, I don't have anything to laugh about. You know, you want to throw a pity party. Okay, I get it. I've, I mean, we have all been there. Um, I was there just not that long ago, but mm -hmm. laughter really the beauty of it. So laughter create, it produces endorphins. Um, endorphins are the natural way that our body reduces stress, boosts our mood, relieves pain. Um, I love how God just, he created all of that, you know, a simple thing to do so many things in our body that we don't think about. Nobody thinks about those things or even knows about them. And, um, you know, it's a great way to boost your, so watch a funny movie, um, read a funny book. What my favorite is telling stories like with your friends or your family, tell funny stories, relive funny stories. Bob is really good at this. When we get together with our kids, he's very good at bringing up some story from, you know, their childhood. Somebody did something crazy and, you know, or something funny. And we all have a good laugh every time. It's, it doesn't mm -hmm. get old. And it, it feels good. And it's a great way to, it's good for your health to laugh. One, one so. simple way to get a, a laugh kind of in, I mean, I'm, you know, Jamo and I have, you know, we have teenagers now. And so we've started a group family thread and we send each yeah. other stupid memes and yes. gifts. Is it Jeff or GIF? I'm so old. Anyway, we goofy pictures and don't underestimate the power of a good game night or family movie night. Yes. Um, we laughed so much over Christmas break because we played Uno. Um, there's an Uno. There, it's like a mean version of Uno. Spicy Uno. It's not <gasps> spicy Uno. It's a. It's a. Yes. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, but do you say meme or mean? Mean. It's like a really mean version oh. of it. Yeah, I'll have. Anyway, maybe we'll link it or something. But um, we have not laughed so hard between playing that and then there was a a game that one of our friends gave us. It's, it's a Southern thing. If you've ever seen their memes or whatever, but they, it's like a card game, but it's like apples to apples. But we laughed okay. until we cried. It was so funny. Awesome. And then my mom and um, my oldest son got together and started watching Godzilla movies. And I didn't even watch the Godzilla, like the old 1950s yeah. Godzilla movies. And they giggled so much. I just sat there and laughed till I cried watching them. I wasn't even watching Aww. the movie. Oh, that's so, I mean, hilarious. Taking time just to... Um, you know, it's colder. There's it not as much stuff to do outside. So get with your people. It would be a really yeah. great opportunity too to invite church members over who are life giving. Let me put that in you know, letters. The life giving yeah. people. Invite them right. over, you know, and, yeah. and just be encouraged and laugh together. So yeah. Anyway. yeah. I think that's if great. If you find yourself more of an like a clinical depression and you're like, okay, I really can't even get out of bed. Um, this is one of the activities that we do with um people that have lost, lost like function of life due to depression. Mm -hmm. um, and just smiling can also create that same endorphin, right? Yeah. But sometimes we have a lack of muscle memory um, to do that. And so what we do for those of you that are just listening, what I'm doing right now, I have a pen and I'm going to shove it into my mouth. So how do I describe what I'm doing? Um, I'll do it. And then you girls describe what I'm doing. Okay. She's shoving a pen into her mouth and... Making me laugh. She's, she's, she's biting her eyes go up. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? So, long ways. Yeah. Yeah. So the pen is going into my mouth long ways. I'm like, so I'm not like choking myself with it. It's like sideways, side to side, like mm -hmm. yeah. in front of my lips. And then I slowly push it back into make my 
cheeks go up. So Mm -hmm. it's pushing the muscles and telling my brain that I'm smiling. Um, Even though I don't feel happy, I don't feel like I'm laughing um, because I'm with you guys. I did start to laugh and I couldn't hold the pencil in my mouth anymore. (laughs) Um, But so what it's doing when you shove that pencil and make your, the creases of your um, mouth go towards your cheeks, Mm -hmm. Um, and you produce a fake smile. Um, your brain doesn't know it's a fake smile. It is triggering your muscles to release those endorphins the same way. And so, um, slowly doing that a couple of times a day, or if you are just not happy and you know, you're about to go to a Bible small group or something like that to use the pencil as a, as a way to, um, just prepare yourself for the event or the day or whatever environment that you're going into. Um, that's just a, a tool that you, anybody can use, but is mostly for like the person that, that is, has lost the ability, um, you know, more of a clinical situation, but that is very interesting. Also, if you do it with your kids, I'm sure they're going to laugh at you, which hopefully will make you laugh and not feel offended. I had a a client one time, um, send me a picture of her sitting in her car, um, with a pencil in her mouth saying, I'm about to go into a meeting. And (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. I love it. Okay. That makes makes me think of one more thing that is really not about um, Mm. laughter um, or even smiling, but it may make you do this. Um, I used to do this with my preschoolers um, when I taught PE, because there's this thing about your brain and cross body things, but which I can't remember all that right now, but I know that's good. But other thing is I thought some of these kids don't get a hug every day. And mm. hugs really, really boost your mood. And so guess what? You can hug yourself, you know? So I would have them, you know, this arm over here, this arm over here, and just give yourself a big squeezy hug. And, you know, they would do it and they all smiled every time. And so yeah. like, it's one, another way. I don't know. That just came no, into my head. Actually, that's, I've actually read some studies on that too. Honestly, going up to each of your people in your house and giving them two or three intentional hugs, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you're not a hugger family, seconds. it might freak them out a little bit, but, um, but at least like a 10 set good set, start out with just at least one good 10 second hug for all the people yeah. in your house. Um, it's going to con- create connections. Um, and then too, like if honestly, um, pastor wife, if you are feeling down, the chances are there's other people in your house who are feeling that way too. Right. Um, and you really are kind of their heartbeat. Um, who, you know, you're kind of setting the mood a lot of times. And so, um, <clears throat> going around and just showing that love and affection for each other of like, Hey, things in the house, you know, things in ministry might be tough right now, but you know, we're a team and we are together and you are loved and this house is our sanctuary. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Can I share I, one more thing that I was I, thinking about? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. One more thing that can help us, um, kind of fight seasonal depression is aromatherapy. Um, and friends, I am not talking about candles, blow them out, toss them out. I'm talking about, um, well, a lot of things. Um, think about when you, um, smell cookies baking or, Mm -hmm. um, homemade bread or, um, some really wonderful smell a flower maybe, but we all have smells that take us back to a happy moment in our childhood. Um, or a happy moment last week. Let's be honest. This is another great way, the way that God has created us. Um, or introduce so, a new smell. Mm. Right? Yeah. So I if mean, you don't yeah. have one of those, like, I can't really think of anything, it would yes. be a good opportunity to start a new one. 
100%. Yes, for sure. Um, I'm going to get a tiny bit sciencey. I am not a scientist, so, <clears throat> but this is what I've learned. Um, the amygdala is part of our brain, and this is the part of our brain where memories are stored and processed. Um, smells are handled by the olfactory bulb, which is directly routed into the limbic system. Okay, hang in with me. So, the limbic system is part of the amygdala. See how that all kind of goes around there? So, because of this, smells help our brain create a sense of calm and a, a sense of uplifted mood. So, that's why you remember, um, your brain helps you remember the good feelings that you've had based on smells. So, that's why aromatherapy is so great. And you're right, Audrey, or Darlene, sorry, sometimes... Um, we have struggled to remember something good and um, because it can work in the reverse as well, but we're going to focus on the good. Um, so you can create um, memories with good smells that then can be encouraging and uplifting to you. Um, one way that I do this is by diffusing essential oils. Um, I also apply them topically. And so there are a lot of great oils that, you know, gifts from God. They're just plants. They're, you know, made from plants, the life body of plants, and they can help us um, with our mood, can help lift our mood, can help encourage us, um, and that kind of thing. So that's, you know, aromatherapy is a great thing. You can also, you know, you don't have to use essential oils strictly. I mean, go out in nature, smell the flowers, mm -hmm. uh, smell the rain. I love the smell of rain. Um, the smell of cut grass if you don't have bad allergies. <laughs> I love the smell <laughs> of cut grass. My husband's like, oh no. Ugh. But you know, though just God has given us so many things that smell so good. A freshening newborn baby's head. You know, who doesn't love that? Um, sorry, that's fresh in my mind. Um oh, but don't ask random people if you could smell their baby. That wouldn't be weird. No, <laughs> let's not let's but if not you do have that. an opportunity to smell somebody that you know. Yes. If there's, if there's your baby, baby in the nursery. Your grandbaby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Volunteer in the church nursery. Yes. <laughs> That's a plug. For sure, for sure. But anyway, I just I just love that there's so many ways that God has given us um to things that He's created, the way He's created our body to help encourage and heal our own bodies and um and not and I'm just talking not physically I'm talking emotionally and mentally since we're talking about today um kind of trying to combat the January blues like that's just that's a few ways that's not all the ways but that's a few right one more thing I was thinking about too Barbara when you're talking about self-care a lot of times people are like oh self-care but it doesn't mean sitting back and just scrolling doom scrolling through your phone um oh, no. sometimes the most the most beneficial self-care I can do is to finally just stand up and start cleaning out that space in my house. That's been driving me crazy for months, you, sure. know, you know, tackling that one project. Cause then like that kind of creates those endorphins, um, as well. Yes. Like, oh, wow. Look, you know, like you're look saying, I I ate the spinach today, look what I accomplished. Yeah. So start yeah. off the new year, um, with feeling a sense of accomplishment that that can kind of pull you out sometimes too. Yeah. Darlene, do you have yeah. anything else to say just from a, like a clinical um, perspective? Like if, okay, January blues is one thing, but what if it kind of seems like it might be something more serious? Yeah. Okay. So some things that you might want to think about is, um, you know, is this like one, two, three days? Like it, most women, if they were to take like a depression questionnaire, they would all be positive at least once a month, right? Because we all have hormones that change um, constantly. And so it's very, um, 
oh, misleading to say like, if you have three days consecutively where you're feeling down, okay, sorry, that's not depression. Um, we're talking like over six month period and you have lost function of life. So multiple days of being in bed, you can't keep a job. You're not doing your, um, physical hygiene, you're not showering, you're not eating, you're not, um, that's when we're like, okay, these are some red flags that we need to get some um, professional help with. Um, if you were just, you know, consistently just kind of being down, but you're able to keep your job and you are still doing your daily um, um, hygiene, um, things that we want to focus on is, okay, feelings are real. We Feelings are normal um, and feelings are not bad, um, but they are an opportunity for us to have a window into our spiritual well-being. And so the first thing that I would do if I had a client um, come see me about this is I would try to give them hope. So maybe this is for you today and maybe this is for you to give to a lady in your church. Um, so first would be some sort of hope, right? So we can say, um, you know, John 15, 17, your father chose you and is for you. Um, maybe we look at Hebrews where it emphasizes Jesus is our faithful high priest. Maybe we want to look at Psalms 46. Um, God is your ever present comfort and refuge. So we want to really give hope, right? So in the midst of it. And so meditating on those scriptures of God is with me, God is for me, um, and then maybe the next session, or maybe even uh, we could get into it in the first session, we would talk about, okay, well, let's reflect on this. Let's reflect on where our heart is and what's the core belief of this. Because um, what you want to do is you want to have right thinking in order to have the right behaviors. So we could clean the house all day, which is great. But what we want to have happen is while you're cleaning or before you're cleaning, reflecting on our heart and why we are the way we are, or why are we responding to our circumstances the way we are. So we want to look at like Second Corinthians 12, 9, um, remind us of our weaknesses and dependences of his sufficient power. Maybe James 1, 1 through 4, testing our faith um, to produce endurance and maturity. Maybe Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 6, um, equipping us for compassionate ministry as we share the comfort God gave us through our own suffering. Um, so, so why are we suffering? Why do we feel the way we are? Are we supposed to be sharing um, God's love that we are feeling? through the Holy Spirit during this time with somebody else. Um, so those are like, you know, we want to give comfort and we want to reflect what is the core belief of my heart? You know, and a lot of times in January, one of the things that I was like, oh, I get that, um, Audrey, when we were talking before, you said, you know, you're three weeks into your new eating regime and you've totally bombed. You're three weeks into your exercise regime, totally bombed. You're three weeks into your new budget and groceries are all of a sudden twice as much as they were before. So you're already stretched thin on your budget. So I, you know, you, there's things that you had like set up and you kind of feel like, um, you've, you've kind of let the family down, you've let yourself down, you let God down because you're trying to use your body as a temple and, um, and it's okay to recalculate. Um, so when you get into it and you're like, okay, this food thing, my heart was in the right place because I need to eat better, but maybe the plan that I chose was too strict and it was, I just overshot. So what can I take from that and move forward? Um, maybe the exercise plan, maybe you, you weren't ready to work out seven days a week, um, maybe scaling it down. So recalculating, um, and also trying to decide if this was a vain decision. Uh, a lot of times our January decisions are based off of vanity. Um, us as women, I, we want to say we are an investment of our husband and a role model for our children. Well, yeah, we do. But a lot of times that turns into self, 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 right? Um, and so our motives aren't appropriate. 
Um, so here's a couple of questions to ask yourself um, and to, to, I guess, check your heart. So Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. So keeping that in mind and then thinking of these questions um, and what areas of my family am I not leading? And what areas do I think I need to do better in the leading? Um, am I being lazy? When do when do my husband or my children think I'm being lazy? What areas of my family am I not serving? And what areas does my husband think that I'm not serving? How do I use my time off from work? Do I consistently fail to finish housework or office work? Am I cultivating spiritual beauty in my life? So some of these are really hard questions, but it gets to the heart of it, right? So here's some questions for mothers. How much time do I spend instructing and playing with my children? And what areas of Christian truth do my children need instruction? When I am least likely to discipline my children, am I explaining the gospel to my children after I discipline them? Am I discussing family matters with my husband? Does my husband think I'm lazy with the kids? Do I stick to my schedule or put things off to another day? What distracts me from my daily schedule? So having these questions like to rebound or to think off of helps us to dig a little bit deeper of why we might feel the way we are. Did we just not reach a goal or is this like a representation of a deeper spiritual thing? So um, asking on clinical stuff, just to wrap that whole thing up. If you have lost function of life, seek professional help. If it is just the ho-hums and let's talk about recalculating, let's talk about your spiritual well-being. All right, guys, this was a really awesome talk. Um, I'm really excited uh, we got to get together and just talk about this. Seriously, um, replant pastor wife, if you find yourself in the middle of the January blues, friend, it is okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. So let's just take some time this month just to pray, rest. Um, spend some time reflecting on the Lord this month. Um, and hopefully these practical tools will have helped. See yeah. Thanks, Audrey, for putting this together. And ladies, don't forget our next podcast series is all about having longevity in the ministry. And Barb Bickford is going to be leading that series. So stay tuned and keep a lookout for our next podcast. Thank you for joining the Replant Wife podcast. I pray this is a refuge for your heart and a place to be equipped and encouraged for the work God has called you to do.